You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. You are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I am Soila, and I am joined by my friends Leo. Good night. <laughs> what? You're going to bed? That's it. That's the show, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> I've got Nikki here. Hi. Hi, Nikki. And I've got Esther here as well. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. On this show, we're going to be talking about some of the naughtier things, the kind of mischief that we got into when we were younger. But first, we're going to talk about celebrations and frustrations. Let's go with Nikki first. Okay, so I've got a celebration. It's a really big one, which is that um, I've started cycling, which is something I've been trying to do for like quite a long time. Mm. But I was like, I'll never be able to do it because I can't drive a car. I don't understand the roads. I have no spatial awareness. I'm always in another world. And like everyone I spoke to was like, yeah, no, you definitely can't do that. Like you should just not do it because you'll die. (laughs) So like nobody believed in me. But then I mean, you weren't giving them a lot to believe in, (laughs) I I guess. No, it's true. It's true. So I bought a bike, like, about a month ago, but then I really wasn't, like, getting into it that much, and then I had to get, like, the helmet and I had and to the say mark. that buying a bike in October is not the most conducive. No, I realised that afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, back however, to the fire. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really into it now. Now I've got everything sorted. Mm. Today I finally um, attached my basket, so now I can oh. even do my shopping. And, yeah, I'm actually, like, I really surprised myself because I actually got confident a lot quicker than I thought I would. Mm. Now I'm like, yeah, the traffic lights, yeah, go in front of the traffic, really loving it. Yeah. Do and be safe, though. No, no, mm. I definitely will. Are you wearing a helmet? Yeah. High-vis? I haven't got my high-vis yet. That needs to change. Bike I've lights. got my lights. Good, yeah. good. Mm. That's actually illegal not to, so... Oh, yes. I, yeah, yeah. I, do, mm. I do abide by the law. But I didn't understand bikes, so when I was trying to buy one, I was like, I have to have one where the handlebars are lots higher than the seat. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why. And then they were like, yeah, okay. So I got one where the handlebars were a lot higher than the seat. But then afterwards, I was looking at everyone else's bike like, that doesn't have to be the way that it is. <laughs> and I'm still confused about that. When you go into these bike shops, the bike shop salespeople are always like, hmm, you know nothing. And then... yes. And then you feel really stupid for saying the word wheel. Yeah, very aggressive yeah. in their superiority of yeah. bike knowledge. But be safe on your bikes, yeah. folks. Definitely. Yeah, I actually also have a significant one. Not quite as significant, but I went to a boxing class last night. Oh, yeah. Nice. How was that? My, it was next door to my house. It was, um, hmm, how do I describe it? I'm in pain okay. in like most of my body right now. Mm. I didn't like prepay or anything so it's just when I feel like it which I imagine will be never now you have to do like 10 sit-ups and 10 push-ups and I'm like I cannot do one of those like this is unrealistic from the off (laughs) it was fun actually punching stuff it does actually make you feel a lot like Rocky which Mm. I would say is a real perk but the other thing is I had a lot of difficulty making making friends in the class. So I, instead of like being a pair, I had to be a three with people because I was like the left one out, obviously, oh, like no. the puny girl in the corner. So I was with these two, like they knew what they were doing. These two guys who were like, I think they're in their forties. Mm. They they were like letting me take turns in between them doing the thing, punching their hands. Mm. So it just felt I just felt like a bit of an outcast, and now I'm yeah. in a lot of pain. So I, there are like a significant amount of drawbacks, mm. but I feel like I'm not using my body properly. Like I'm not using everything that I could use in it. For example, muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to make those better, and nice. and so that especially so that I can carry camera equipment because uh, currently I feel very underqualified. Um, applying for 
video journalist roles just because people look at me and it's like, what can you carry? And I'm like, well, you're a little bit right on some of that. <laughs> I do need a wheelie suitcase when I have a lot of crap on me. Mm. Um, I can't put it all on my back and my shoulders. Um, and I just want that to change and I want to be really strong. Yeah. Good for you. Nice. I actually do boxing as do well. Do you? Yeah, we oh, should wow. box together. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a, like, because I have always been really bad at everything, sport and exercise, but boxing is actually one of the one things that I've, like, continued to like, even though I really wow. hated it at first. I was like, Did I'm you? so bad. Oh, but I would now love I'm to like, talk about it. I like you it. You would probably really like drumming then, because I felt like boxing and drumming have a lot of similarities in that you're hitting stuff really yeah, hard. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> and it gets a lot of aggression out. Mm. Esther? My celebration uh, is that two of my best pals got married to each other on the weekend. Very so sweet. I got to see that happen. And thank you. <laughs> I keep getting told congratulations by really nice people and I feel like I've got married. <laughs> and I often also did describe it to my mum as the best day of my life. <laughs> She was like, oh, living vicariously through someone else there. <laughs> and I was like, indeed. I just, honestly, it was it was an absolute joy. And I, I used to work with Chas and Rich and they were in the same team and they were kind of basically sort of next door. And I just sort of very quickly was like, oh, they're just lovely people, aren't they? They're just great. And we became friends. And eventually, like, their eyes met across the, the laptop screens. <laughs> and one thing led to another. And they got, not literally then they got married, but, you know, <laughs> fast forward a few years. And um, it was just really, really lovely. Like, I was asked to reading. Um, oh. So I was very, very nervous. Really, really, really nervous. Like, you know, when you think about, like, pre-job interview, pre-first date with someone you really fancy, like, it was, it was, it was mega. <laughs> so um, I, and I, I, I made the error of having a, downing a coffee beforehand <laughs> never do that if you're nervous never yeah. never down a coffee <laughs> like yeah. don't don't do that to your body but got up there did it felt it was just really like felt very honored to be asked then felt really relaxed afterwards and had like two glasses of fizz and just felt felt like i had 17 <laughs> and just went up to like the groom's boss and was just like you're you're an amazing person. <laughs> like, let's have a big chat. And that's what weddings are great for. You just have lovely chats with people that, you know, you might not see for a few years. There's a lot of love in the room. Mm, so that was my no. celebration. I had a great time. Oh, I think that's the most nice. genuine celebration we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like I was, I was, you know, when you feel like you're radiating with joy for a while, yeah. like mm. it's kind of radiating off you for a bit. And you're like, oh, what's life going to be like when there just isn't this much love in one room? Aww. Well, we're here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we're here. We're here now. <laughs> Joking, there's loads of love in this room. Yes, uh, please. I'm going to be lazy yeah. and frustrate once again continuation. No, from not last about week. the Met Line. You know, I, can't <laughs> even begin, I cannot begin to describe my <laughs> No, yes, my you can because you did it last week. I oh, know, but you like, have the same one twice. No, but it, doesn't, it gets worse. It's a genuine nag. <laughs> like, I genuinely. It, it it made me feel physically angry. Like, uh, like... Why? So on Monday, right, first they were like, oh, um... You know, going in, going into work, it was like, oh, there's, there's something, there's some problem on the line or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But then on Monday coming home, the train, rush hour, decided to... Oh, by the way, the train doesn't work... Um, and we're stuck in the tunnel between Baker Street and Finchley Road. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I was, it took, normally, door to door takes me just under an hour. I was 
I left work dead on six. I got home, Leo's yawning. I got home <laughs> at 10 to 8. Oh, yeah. And I had to stand the whole way. I was hungry. And I was like, how dare you? The guy on the tannoy, the driver, not just the guy, <laughs> the driver was like, oh, they've got the faulty train moving again, a maximum nine miles an hour. I'm like, are you? I could walk home faster than this <laughs> and it was so my dad managed to get to Wembley quicker Wembley's not the final destination by the way quicker than I managed to go one stop one stop on the, like, the MetLine Met is the purple line yeah you know it's, what I think's happening is that the MetLine listened to the episode last week and got offended yeah. well, like, thought we're going to be worse I tweet yeah. at them and whoever's on their social media like, likes the tweets I'm like why are you liking this <laughs> oh it's so cheeky isn't it it is it's like, oh, oh, it's like oh bad service but well funny it's like it's she not, loves it really <laughs> no it's not funny anyway uh, that was true rage I don't think that I've was. ever heard genuine, so much rage genuinely two weeks in a row and if I I won't do it next week I promise but I'll be fuming. I'm already fuming. Sounds like you should take up boxing with me and Nikki. Uh, boxing yeah, or yes. drumming. Yeah, yeah, or drumming. Or drumming. Yeah. Boxing or drumming, I think would do me good. <laughs> if the, the Met line is, uh, is a little bit naughty, <laughs> trying to clutch nuts strings here. <laughs> Great segue. What a segue, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. This is already the best. Can we talk about how we're, we're, how we're a bit naughty, a bit mischievous, uh, mischievous, kind of misbehaving in our, in our youth? And that is a wide kind of age range. It can be anything from, I guess, a baby age to when do you when you're not a youth anymore. Up to eighteen, seventeen. That's when you're not a youth. So I guess what was the uh, most mischievous slash naughty thing you did as a child? It's hard to say like what's the most, just mm. because that's a lot of years. And they're I would say not for everyone, but for me, my most mischievous ones. I'm quite sneaky as a person, so I wouldn't say it's gone completely. Um, but I actually wrote down quite a few things. So I'll just pick one. It's not like the most mischievous, but it's the one with the best story. Okay. So I was in boarding school from years five to seven. What kind of age range is that? I actually don't know. Okay, fair enough. I think it's up until... Between that, like that story, nine and 12? Yeah, around when you're 10. Mm-hmm. So I guess like eight to two, 11. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Which is what I said, but fine. <laughs> Brilliant. We're doing so well this week. I love it. So I was, I would say, quite obedient. Like, the boarding school was a bit like my home because I was a full-time boarder. I rarely went home. I didn't really see my parents and it was kind of my whole universe. So I was generally quite obedient and I really got on with my friends. After lights out one night, I can't remember how it started, but spitting on each other's beds. Spitting on each other's yeah, beds. Yeah, it was okay. like some game called The Weasel, and I can't remember why. So we'd spit on each other's beds, and then that escalated to getting four cups of water from the bathroom. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Spitting? I, yeah. I thought you said I thought spin. spinning. No. So oh. you would spit on each other's oh, beds. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and to, to chucking four cups of water, and it was like everyone's bed <laughs> soaking. <laughs> it was just so, so wet everywhere. And then one of the teachers came up because uh, there would be someone like on like on night watch uh, after lights out. We came up and like turned on the light and was like, "I am getting the headmaster." It was like very bad. Ooh. And so we were like, we had to stand on the like on the corridor with our face to the wall for a while, like told off because like we had never misbehaved to this extent. I chucked some teddies out the window once, but like nothing to the <gasps> scale. Yeah, it was top floor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Rebel with a cause. Yeah. 
But they were actually really creative with the punishments. Um, mm. But maybe that's for later. I feel like I want to no. tie it into the story. Yeah, do um, it. So instead of like typical punishments, because it's boarding school, they can't give us like detention for this. So we had to count all the balls in the cricket shed, mm. uh, which included basketballs and cricket balls. We had to clean all the staff's cars as well. Like there were lots of these like free labour kind of vibes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. Um, but I actually kind of enjoyed it because like we were all together doing these like fun punishments. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so it was actually it turned out like not as bad punishments as like something perhaps a little more minor, which would have been a little bit more boring, like mm. ten ex- extra prep time, which is homework time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Lingo, boarding yeah. school lingo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like not going to the um, s- sweet shop. We didn't get punished that way, and that would have really hurt, like our way of life. Your morale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys have a oh it's it's tricky because i was I was saying earlier that I sort of when I was a wee a wee lassie <laughs> I was sort of i was really quite i'd say obedient, you know I was quite like this is like primary school vibes, you know i was re i'd follow those rules and um I'd stay in line so yeah. occasional chats always been a chatter. But I'd say I was quite, you know, play by the rules. And then um, and then I just hit 13. And Dad said it was like the clock struck midnight. <laughs> and our lives ended. <laughs> um, it just, you know, it was like a real, real shift, Aru. You know, it's the classic, really, isn't it? Like terrible uh, teens. Terrible teens, yeah. No terrible twos. <laughs> all, all in the terrible teens. But I think how that played out is, like, in school, for example... I was just probably really, really irritating. So, I w- so in terms of mischief, things like if you had that teacher who <laughs> you knew had didn't have much of as a discipline strategy, and it was things like if we all hum and pretend that there's a bee in here, then <laughs> it will ruin their life <laughs> and probably their sanity. Like oh, things no. like that, or like you know, they turn around, you move the desk back an inch. You know, and you think back and, like, it's not... And then you find, I always found everything slightly too funny. I think that was my issue. So <laughs> I'd be the person that, you know, there'd always be a perpetrator, you know, that would really, like, get me going. And I'd just really go. And then everyone else would stop going, but I'd still be going. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, Esther, just get out. And if I had a dime for Esther, just get out. <laughs> I'd be a wealthy woman. I wouldn't need to work. <laughs> so I'd say mischief sort of was definitely... It wasn't a solo activity. Mischief was always a group activity for me. Always massively distracted by others. So in class, it was a, a nightmare. But I wouldn't have wanted to teach me, that's for sure, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So God bless the teachers of this world. <laughs> you are angels. 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 I think there's a thing where we don't really, as children, we don't realise, I mean, there's things we know that are, are bad, mm. but I think some things you don't realise are bad, you know, bad things to do. Mm. Um, kind of, did you realise, Nikki, that you were, you were being naughty? Mm. Yeah, so I think for me, I was really, really a demon child at home like I really gave my mum a really hard time sorry (laughs) mum if you're listening like I was really just full of like full of rage and like a really angry child you really do not yeah no to the point where like honestly my mum is like I I don't know how this transformation happened it's like it's a big transformation I don't know 
I don't know what happened, but I, I feel quite calm now. Okay. But yeah, and definitely with, with that, like I didn't realise at the time that I was, I mean, I was just so rageful at the time that I wasn't really aware that I was being naughty. It wasn't like mischief in that way. Mm. But afterwards, I felt so bad and I'd have to like really repent and apologise because I was just <laughs> felt so... I'm still repenting now. Like, honestly, I really am. Sometimes I think back on it, I'm like, I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, but at school, I was more like... I was a bit of a doormat. Like, I was quite a people pleaser. So, like, if I was rolling with the naughty girls, I would be naughty. And if I was rolling with the not naughty people, I would not be naughty. And I was very influenced by people around me. So I definitely, like, got caught up in things, like, similar to what Esther was saying. Like, I remember there was one teacher that we used to, like, flick ink at her back when she turned around with oh. our founcing pens and oh. stuff, which is really bad. Bad for, bad yeah. for Leo as an ex-teacher. Yeah, exactly. I, I was one of right, those, yeah. only, only occasionally. Because <laughs> you're such a good egg. I just don't want to picture, like, some class. Yeah. No, there was this being... one class... OK, we only had history and geography. It's one lesson in France. It was my first oh. year in France. Yeah, you have to... It, like, switches halfway through the year. Um, it's fun. It's very odd. Yeah, but you, even your final exam is in history, geography. It's My mind n- is not... blown by that fact. No. <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> anyway, our history, geography teacher, I found out later that he had, like, issues with alcoholism, but we would, like, and, and that he, like, died within my lifetime. Like, oh, no. Has, yeah, it's really sad. But we would, like, like just laugh a lot during his class, and it would get, like, quite ha- out of hand. Um, and I remember, like, I would keep... I Just this one lesson where I kept talking about mountain goats in a sort of, like, jokey way. Mm. And at one point, he was like, you have to stop talking about mountain goats so much. But it's one of those things where you just push past the point where it's, like, okay. Mm. And you, like, really wind them up. Mm. And I've always felt guilty about that mm. since I found oh, out no. what happened to him. I mean, school is a bit of a free-for-all, isn't it? Like, mm. the times when I got into trouble at school, which were few and far between. But when I did, I really got into trouble. And there was this, the one and only time, I was made to fear detention, fear it. Like, detention isn't, you don't want detention, it's bad, look on your record, all that kind of rubbish. And, like, it's such a dog. Like, what, and it's, detention is dumb, like. uh, But anyway, and so we went, of course, not allowed to text at school, and I can't remember. Oh my gosh, you're so young. I know, not allowed to text on the thing. And um, was texting my dad. And I remember it was my dad because I don't, can't remember what it was about, but it must have been important for me to risk the phone, you know, getting the phone mm-hmm. out. And um, it was at lunch as well. So kind of at that kind of time where teachers are supposed to have cleared off a bit, you know, and was texting and um, got caught by a teacher and, um, you know, she took it off, feeling like that smugness on her face. Like, I still f- I feel resentment towards it, like smugness on her face. Like, <laughs> I just got your phone. It's like, get- I was going to swear then. I was like, get lost. Like, um, so, and I remember I had to go, I had got a detention for it, but I had to go and retrieve the phone as well. I retrieved the phone and the- this other teacher was like, who are you texting? And I wanted to keep... The fact that I was texting, I didn't want to get him in trouble. I was like, oh no, if I tell if I tell them it was my dad, then I'll get he'll he'll get in trouble too. Like, what authority does a school have to be like? <laughs> oh, you were texting your child. That's terrible. Like misbehaviour. <laughs> Strike one. Whatever. Um, but I remember going into detention, and it was one of the kind of it's that vibe when it's kind of like all of these regularly naughty children, and then me the rare kind of not the one and only time walk in and it's like oh my you know oh my god and they're making a big deal about these lads 
they kind of boys kind of like oh you know so much more oh my god what are you in here for kind of thing like it's not you? prison <laughs> no <laughs> no you see what I mean but like kind of like walked in I was kind of feeling a bit like oh yeah 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 um kind of this is the um I've, I've arrived kind of like kind of thing and got there and was just given these like dumb sheets like we had to write oh this is what I did wrong and this is this is how I'll make do it again kind of thing and I was kind of like looking at this like this is rubbish why what's the point in this and this teacher came up kind of and whispered in my ear like you should write there I will not get my phone out <laughs> I just was like what dumb this is dumb like this whole thing is stupid and that was the moment I thought I will never if I have a child don't ever be ashamed of getting into tension. Like, you'll get a high yeah. five. Like, come on. Like, it's just the, the discipline is stupid. And I think that's just an interesting, like, this this fear. And then it happened. I was like, bun that off. Like, <laughs> Were you worried about what your, like, family would say? Was that, was that where the fear came was, from? Was it more school? It was your I, dad's fault, so. Well, this is, but this <laughs> yeah. is the thing. When I went home and I was like, oh, I got detention for texting. He was like he didn't care well I think he might did I shouldn't say that but he probably did a bit but at the same time it was like okay do you want detention and, like, and at that moment I was like oh I don't need to be afraid of this I'm just going to sort it out it's all fine it's done mm. and then it's a bit of a, a bit of a laugh so then what yeah, yeah exactly and then on to the next crime on to, yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly um kind of at what age does it change where things are naughty and then they don't become naughty it depends what the thing is True. Like, I wouldn't swear at home. I wouldn't swear in a professional setting. I might kind of around friends. But swearing is always a little bit, it's a little bit naughty. naughty but, but then I found in different workplaces, this is very different. And That's I true. found this challenging because <laughs> I'll get it wrong in the wrong place. In the wrong place. So I've realised, like, different, I guess different places have different rules. And you kind of only learn about them when you're in it. And, like, certain, so when I worked, like, at a charity, mm. It's quite a big organisation as well. I'd say, like, you know, maybe amongst certain, like, people that you're quite close to, sure, fine. Mm. But then it wouldn't be part of, like, in a meeting, like, you know, you wouldn't crack them out then. <laughs> you know, it would be a sort of, there would be element of formality, mm. maybe. Yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. And then I found, like, in other workplaces, it's, like, been really, really different and it's all been part of the whole thing. So yeah. there's, like, maybe it's, like, there's this blurred line between sort of the personal and the professional and it's like all gets into intermingled i guess I like so. that's not the word um it, and it all kind of mushes together mm. and i think knowing then when uh, so it doesn't feel naughty anymore it kind of just feels like the norm which is really weird to me because it would have been in certain situations mm. as an adult totally no mm. but there's certain words that i still think i can hear my mum being like don't you don't you dare <laughs> and it still feels very satisfying to say <laughs> For me, it's the opposite. Like, my dad says stuff, and I'm like, please don't say that. Oh. Yeah. Nikki, is there, do you feel like you look back and you're like, I don't know why, I got told off for that? Yeah, definitely, actually. Especially for some things in my younger childhood. Like, I remember when I was in nursery, I took the plastic flowers out of the vase and cooked them in the saucepan. <laughs> but I didn't have the heat on, I was just stirring them in the saucepan. And I remember this really scary nursery teacher being like, 
that's not what you do with the plastic flowers. And I'm like, that's, that's just why would you do that? That's great creativity. Yeah. Like, why would you... Oh, my gosh, yeah. In reception, someone's, I yeah. coloured um, a pond in green and she's like, ponds are blue because it's ponds water. Green, I'm yes. like, no, they're green. All yeah. I'm doing is observing nature oh, the same way Van Gogh would have done. Obviously not my defence in year one, but I think it would have would have really held water. Yeah, I had a similar art criticism where it was like, can you do a make a collage or kind of do something like recreate this Roy Lichtenstein painting and I did it as a collage which is how he was his original medium and I got lower marks because it was like you didn't paint this and then I complained and then they got bumped up like three marks I was like what 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 is that about how does that work you didn't do this properly it's like well I think you're fine actually I did but it was a bad art teacher. <laughs> I couldn't defend myself like that when I was no, that's three. True. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, it's because it, you were cooking flowers. Yeah, if you had it, just been cooking normal food, you would have had the words. <laughs> I know, I know. An early artist. Early artist. Um, yeah. I'm afraid, unfortunately, we've kind of we have to finish off on those brilliant and funny anecdotes of our kind of childhood um, kind of misbehaviour. Um, so that's it from us on Very Loose Women and thank you for listening thank you to Leo, Nikki and Esther for not being naughty and skipping today's show <laughs> um, thank you to John for also not being naughty by making sure you can hear us properly on the sound engineering um, and to Resonance FM for helping us to make this show you can listen to all our episodes on ACAR, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google and follow us at VLW Radio and until next time that's it <laughs>